The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Hey everybody, welcome to Marine and the Hippie. This is dialogue number 32 and we are talking about the Rittenhouse verdict today. It's the topic that's on the minds and the lips of every American who doesn't live under a rock. And for some odd reason, perhaps we might get into this in the show, the verdict has been rather polarizing, to say the least. I think that's probably a a fairly generous euphemism to throw onto this. Before we get into that, let me introduce myself. I am the Marine. I'm Doc. I am here in Iowa. And Dylan is with me, of course, the hippie from Kusadatsu, Turkey. And let's hop into this discussion of this character, Rittenhouse. So this guy, Kyle Rittenhouse, who was a, I think he was a minor at the time. I want to say he was a minor at the time. His mother drove him from his hometown in Antioch, Illinois, about 20 minutes north to the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I've heard on Twitter or Facebook, I'm not sure how reliable this is, but supposedly his dad lived in Kenosha. And he himself said that he was driven up there to his friend's house. His friend gave him an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle and probably enough rounds to kill a few people and then set him loose on the city of Kenosha. And at the time, they were experiencing civil unrest surrounding the Jacob Blake situation where a cop almost fatally killed a black person who was undergoing a routine traffic stop. And so, of course, people were protesting Kenosha's violence toward its citizens. And this fellow, Kyle Rittenhouse, decided that he was going to take it upon himself to answer the call from some right-wing militia group that was organizing to, quote-unquote, protect property in the city of Kenosha from these terrible rioters. He goes downtown Kenosha. In the process, he's with his boys, and they're confronting protesters who are giving them lip back and everything like that. A chase ensues, which involves somebody who just was released from a hospital throwing their medical bag at the guy. Then someone fired shots from a pistol. Kyle Rittenhouse immediately turns around and shoots the guy who threw the bag at him dead, claiming that he feared for his life. He stood around for about two minutes and then he took off down the street, at which point he was followed by a number of people who were trying to disarm him. There's a scuffle. He trips on the ground. Someone comes up with a skateboard and smashes him in the back and in the head, trying to disarm him. In the process of trying to be disarmed or in the process of someone trying to disarm him, he turns his gun on someone and shoots him fatally in the chest. That person dies and stray bullets fly off and hit another guy, a third guy who was a reporter in the arm. Uh, at this point, Kyle Rittenhouse picks himself up out off the street and proceeds to walk down the street toward the police with his hands in the air. He doesn't tell the police that he, he's killed two people. The police who don't know anything about what's happened, they're, they're now just responding to shots fired on the street. Let him pass. He goes to his place where he's staying at that night. And after he's listed as a person of interest, he turns himself in the next morning. Those are the facts of the case. Those those facts of the case were not disputed by either the defense or the prosecution. They've stipulated that all of those are so. In the process of the court, just as a historical fact, the verdict was reached by a unanimous jury that he was acquitted on all five charges that he was being charged with, including the negligent homicide of two individuals, the wounding of the third person, and various other crimes that were associated with possession of an illegal weapon. So the guy killed two people in the street, wounded a third person, carried an illegal weapon to a situation that was turned that turned violent and has absolutely nothing happened to the guy. Dylan, your view. 
I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond because it goes against everything that I've been taught, learned, and have accepted as truth. So I feel like I'm arguing against the truth. If I'm your neighbor, you throw a party. And I go to your house. Not invited. I'm just your neighbor. And I go into your house. I drink and I do some drugs and I, and I party and, I'm, and then I fall and I break the table. You're responsible. But I broke your table. And I know that's a, a stupid analogy. The big issue is where we are as a nation and as a people. The big issue that, that has not been brought up, except on some minor little forum, is who is culpable. As a teacher, I was responsible for my kid because I'm the adult in the room. When there were guns fired outside in the neighborhood, I'd have the kids go into the corner and I had to lock the door and roll down the window and the curtain. Why? Because I was the adult in the room to keep my kids safe. Yet, a shitty mother put her kid in harm's way. She was the driver. She was the, the, the reason why this happened. We can, we, can, we can look at all the facts, but that's not being discussed. To that point, if I have kids and my kids go out and break into a store and burn the store down and do these terrible things, they'll be charged with these crimes usually as minors and may get some kind of you know time in juvenile detention or something like this. But then they'll also look at me as being the responsible person, I'll be partially responsible for the behavior of my kids because I'm supposed to be the responsible person keeping an eye on them. To your point, and I'm not making this a what kind of mother is she type of discussion, but there has to be someone that's held responsible. And if the guy was a minor at the time claiming self-defense, he gets off you know, with nothing. What responsibility does his mother, what responsibility do his legal guardians, the people who are legally responsible for his behavior, what responsibility do they have to the dead people, to the people of Kenosha? Do they have any responsibility at all? No one has ever looked at you know, his mother's role in this. No one has looked at his father's role or his friend's role in this. And we'll explore this a little bit more in depth when we come back from the break. Here on Marine and the Hippie, this is Dialogue number 32, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Dylan with the Marine and the Hippie. I'm the Hippie. Hey, everybody. This is Marine and the Hippie. Dialogue number 32 on Kyle Rittenhouse. I am, once again, the Marine, as usual. And before we went to break, we were asking the question, the Hippie was asking the question, where are we as a society? I think that's a very important question. Like, who has any responsibility for this? And we mentioned that the mother probably has some responsibility. She wasn't charged with anything, by the way. She's as free as her son is without any kind of responsibility for this. But where are we as a society writ large when a group of individuals who, for some reason or another, feel like going downtown and inserting themselves into a potentially very dangerous, very violent situation, knowing that the people that they are going to be encountering will be provoked by their very presence and bringing semi-automatic weaponry that's fully loaded, semi-automatic weaponry, and fully able to kill people. What kind of responsibility do we take as a society for allowing something like that to happen? Is there any way that we could stop this sort of vigilante mindset that these individuals feel like they're entitled to practice with symbols of violence, symbols of threat, and just insert themselves into a situation where they know that their very presence 
you know, if not guarantees, at least increases the probability that there's going to be a violent interaction at some point during that evening. Do you think we have any kind of responsibility as a society, Dylan? I don't know because my value system says yes, absolutely. My value system says that a parent who has a party at their house and allows underage drinking and the kid falls into the pool drunk and, and drowns, they're held responsible. But in this case, this is not this is not what's happening. So do I think that as a society, we should not go into harm's way in somebody else's backyard? Yeah, I'm, I'm old. I, I don't I don't do other people harm. I don't think about doing other people harm. I'm really, really, really angry. But I don't plan it out. I don't plan going, oh, yeah, look, there's, there's going to be a protest. And I'm going to go to this protest with a gun. And not a handgun as a weapon of self-defense, but a fucking rifle, which has one purpose, which is to kill as a threat. That's it. That's what it's for. He's, he's not grabbing his handgun to shoot somebody who's attacking him. That's self-defense. But going somewhere with with a tool of intimidation and terror, period. That's what it is. That, that is its purpose. It's why the military carry big guns. It's not, it's not so they look like friendly and you can go up to them and ask them for a hamburger. It's so they look like they're, they're intimidating. So people don't come to them. It is a form of terror. So Kyle Rittenhouse was allowed to be an American terrorist in American soil and kill fellow Americans. Do I think that's a problem? Yeah. Do I think that 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 there's a solution? I don't know. Because I get back to where I was as a teen. And I think about punk rock and I think about all the angst and anger that I have. And I said, fucking arm everyone. Everyone should just have a fucking gun. And anytime we we get angry, we should just shoot people. Is, is that is that the society that, that you want to live in? It's not the society I want. But if that's where we have to go, is ever quick on the draw, it wins. Well... You know, there is a reason that we have police, and I, I want to make sure that no one confuses what I'm about to say as an endorsement of the police, okay? I just want to put that out there, you know, just make sure that that's, that's out there. There is a reason that we have police in the society, and the reason we have police is that so that we do not need to worry about what other people are going to deal with us because we know that there's someone who will handle them, and we don't have to put ourselves at, at risk when we're not at fault for the aggression that other people bring to us, if that makes sense. So if someone's attacking me, I shouldn't have to fight for my life. The police should be able to step in and protect me because I'm not at fault for the attack. Someone's just attacking me. If someone steals my stuff, I shouldn't have to go to their house and risk my life to get my stuff back. That's what the job of the police is. So people will say that Kyle Rittenhouse was down there and he feared for his life because someone was throwing a, a plastic bag at him and he heard gunshots from a pistol some other place. And, you know, the, the police were just a couple blocks or a block away. At any point, Kyle Rittenhouse could have gone and spoken to the police and said, look, I fear for my life. There's a bunch of lunatics over there at that corner and they fired gunshots and I don't want to have anything to do with this. At some point, he could have done that. But instead, what he did was he turned around and fired his gun four times at a person that he believed was a threat. And then he ran from the scene and he fired his gun two more times at another person. At no point did he ever go to the cops, but he then took the law and matters into his own hands and made himself a deputy of the police. He was never in a position to do that, Doc. He showed up with a, with, with a rifle. Again, to me, that's the issue. His mom drove him to a fight. He got into a fight. I mean, it's like, I agree with you, but I think the moment he stepped out of the car or, or grabbed the rifle and put it over his shoulder, 
older, that was the moment that he decided, I'm going to do this on my own terms. I'm going to be a vigilante because that's how I'm wired. That's how I've been allowed to be wired. That's how fucked up of a society we are, is that we're allowed to be wired to be fucking criminal. When we come back from break, we can talk about kind of how this has happened. Thank you for listening to The Marine and the Hippie. Sorry I'm cursing so much. I'm the Hippie Dylan coming at you from Kusadashi, Turkey. This is Dialogue 32. Hey, this is Doc with Marine and the Hippie. I'm the Marine, and let me just say, make love, not war. Peace. Welcome back to Dialogue 32 with the Marine and the Hippie. We're talking today about Kyle Rittenhouse and the state of affairs in America. Doc sort of brought us back. We're in Kenosha, Wisconsin at the event. We're looking at the verdict. And it kind of brought us backwards a little bit to kind of see a, from a more of a bird's eye view. I'm going to take, a, take it to a little bit more of a national view. We're at a point of time in which we look to a reality TV show star for political points of view and political leadership, and he becomes president. We look to our religious leaders for our medical advice. And yeah, it's funny, it's man. It's true. It's, it's true. It's You laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, it's like, what do we expect the outcome to be? Do we expect the outcome to be a peaceful, just society based in like evidence? Or do we, do we expect it to be kind of a soap opera of mal- Malleable truth. I don't want a society of malleable truth. I want a society that's just, where everybody is treated the same. And man, it's not. And this is just proof. This is this is just TV proof for ratings that a kid who's now an adult can go murder two people because he wanted to, because that was his choice. His actions led to that and get let off. It's a problem. Doc. Okay, so I'll play devil's advocate here. And this is okay. So I want to make I want to make it clear. This is a different question than the legal question. The legal question, which he was found not guilty on, it doesn't mean he was found innocent of this. He didn't violate the law because of mitigating circumstances. The law says you cannot, you know, uh, convict a person if it's reasonable to believe that they were acting. And that's actually what the letter of the law in Wisconsin says. This is not, uh, this is not a, an interpretation of this law. It was, it, it was viewed by the jury as an action of self-defense. I'm talking about the moral question. They justify, morally speaking, they justify his behavior on the grounds of self-defense. And they say, they'll say something like, what, you don't think a person has the right to defend himself when he's attacked? And maybe not with the first person necessarily, but with the second person, he was actually physically being beaten by people in the street uh, while they were trying to disarm the guy. I've seen the video. It's true. So devil's advocate here, what do you have to say to the moral justification of killing these people in self-defense? Do you think that there is any moral justification on that? I said it before break. Arm everyone. Arm teachers. Arm doctors. Arm nurses. Arm bus drivers. And when somebody, when you perceive a threat, shoot them. That's the answer. So is that so, a moral justification then? Sure. I mean, it's not moral, but it's it's where society is headed. So the moral justification for me is, well, when I know that there's going to be chaos, I don't go. That's what my ethical line is, is if I see chaos, I go, huh, that sounds like a, a place where I don't want to go because I don't want harm done to me. And I don't want to do harm to others, which is the basic fucking tenant of being a human. Yeah, and put your, but put yourself in Rittenhouse's shoes for a second. I can't. I can't because I would never I would never carry a gun. I would never carry a rifle into a hostile environment. Surely, Dylan, you can imagine a situation where where you can transport yourself, suspend your disbelief, you know, pretend, pretend you're in a movie. <laughs> 
Is it right for him to have killed somebody in defense of what he believed in defense of his own? That's what the lawyers did. They created it into a movie. So no, I don't in reality, because in reality, I'm three times this guy's age and I've never been in an environment like that because I've never wanted to be in an environment. So can I imagine? Yeah, I can imagine that a reality TV show star becomes president too. And that actually happened. So no, I can't because I don't want to imagine if I see a fire and unless I hear screaming to go help somebody to go run into a burning building. It's just not, I don't see burning building go, huh, that's where I want to go. I see burning building and I go, huh, that's probably not where I want to go. If I'm there to help somebody, sure. But if I'm there to go add more gasoline to the fire, just not who I am. So I can't imagine a situation in which it's it's allowed or accepted or or, or it's legal because he put himself into that. He could, have, he could have used applied logic and said, huh, this doesn't seem like a good place for a 17 year old and his mother would say huh yeah i agree instead of huh let's let's go here and then somebody says oh here's here's this tool here's this thing why why don't you go walk around with this oh that sounds like a good idea it's a big gun there's no there's no fucking justification for it and it just it just proves that our, our judicial system is is bought and sold and the other thing that will come out soon or is already there being discussed somewhere is that if this was just Kyle on at court on trial in his own financial situation, he would have been convicted and be in jail. But no, he is supported by millions of dollars behind him in a fund. That's why I got off. So did OJ. All these people do. It's about money. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that you couldn't imagine a situation where it was legal legal to do this. So you don't have to imagine a situation. It is legal right now in Kenosha, Wisconsin, to kill people in the street if your judge is sympathetic to you, if the judge creates orders that causes the jury to be prejudicial to you, and if you have very high-powered, high-priced lawyers and a whole bunch of money from a bunch of conservative nut jobs behind it's absolutely legal to go kill people in the street. You know, there is no... I, I agree with you. There's no situation that I've ever been in where I felt the need to defend myself with killing people because I don't ever get myself in that situation. I don't put myself in those situations. And I, like a reasonable person, would go the other way as well rather than going toward a fight, which I didn't belong at, with a gun that I knew was going to provoke people to attack me. I go the other way. I get back in my car and drive the exact opposite way from that situation. I can't imagine how this was you know, determined where the jury didn't see that his provocations is what caused the, the attacks in the first place. Um, I wasn't in the jury room. I don't know the deliberation. And I honestly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the case because I'm not a lawyer, you know, and I figured that the court was going to come to whatever decision it was going to come to, whether I added my two cents in or not. I do know the facts of the case. I have seen the videos. I've seen the evidence. And my conclusion was that he shouldn't have been there in the first place. He was there and he started some situation that he couldn't get himself out of and without killing people. To the moral question, I would get into an argument with, with somebody who says it was moral for him to, def- to defend himself for self-defense because at the end of the day, no matter if he was convicted or not in a court of law in the United States or in Kenosha, Wisconsin, he still killed two people. And under no circumstances should that be seen as heroic. And yet there are so many people who are viewing that in terms of heroism. They're proud of the guy. They're happy that he got off. And the fact at the end of the day is that he's a killer. And because he's been used as a cause celebre for the right wing now, he's going to get a job as a congressional staffer 
a killer working as a congressional staffer for some Republican. The foundation of humanity is very simple. I'm not going to walk up to you and punch you in the face and take your coffee because there, there's a line to be drawn. We are erasing that line. We are erasing the, the fascia, the part that kind of keeps us together from just walking up to somebody, punching them in the face and taking what we want from them. And if that's a society that we want to develop, well, it goes against being human. So we're just we're just a disease. So I don't know. I, I I, I think that the, there's issues that this is isolated and kind of boiled over and we'll see where it goes. And I hope that my hope is always that it's going to go somewhere to a more positive, more better place. I'm not sure. Just to your last point before we head out, Dylan, you got to realize, like our audience has to realize there are people who believe that the most powerful people in the in the world, the brutes in the world, should rule, and they're the ones who happen to be in charge right now of this program that is erasing this line of civility that we have long relied on for the existence of ours. And even those people are too stupid to understand that the brutes, the strongest, are the ones that hold back. And the day that we stop holding back, you'll see who's got the most power and who is the most brutal. Thanks for listening to the Marine and the Hippie. This is Dialogue Thirty Two. I'm the Hippie not feeling like a hippie today if you want to get a hold of us of course check out marine underscore hippie at twitter feel free to write to us of course as always uh even though nobody ever does um also uh marine and hippie dot com uh where you can check out show notes and blogs and and uh get information on both dylan and a uh, other project um for dylan uh this is doc see you on ciao Hi, this is Doc, and you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. For more information on the Marine, follow Doc at Supernova underscore Earth on Twitter, and listen to the Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on the Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter, and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.